Hey, Future Medics, I'm Joshvi, and today, instead of Anne with us here, we're doing a little collab with another podcast called Med and Me. So I have three other special guests with us. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Um, hi, I'm Ritika um, from Med and Me. I'm Janvi from Med and Me. I'm Srija from Med and Me. And I'm Spira from Med and Me. So today's collab podcast episode is about... So right now I'm a rising senior, so I've kind of been through a lot when it comes to like getting these opportunities. And I know you guys are probably, you guys are like juniors, right? Rising juniors. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been through like, we've actually been through like trying to get these opportunities and like, like um, these extracurricular opportunities for us to get involved in the clinic as a high schooler, which is kind of hard. And so um, for those of you that want to to try and get these um, these opportunities, we've made a two-part episode. So on my part, we're doing all about getting your research opportunities in and the academic aspects of labs and stuff like that. And then on Med and Me's part, we're doing it about getting clinical hours and like internships at clinics and and that stuff. So in this episode, we're going to talk about research, but then after you listen to our episode, go over to Med and Me's and listen about getting clinical opportunities, and I'll link their podcast in our bio. Just really quickly before we start the episode, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on all platforms, which are Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. And finally, Make sure you follow our Instagram because that's where we're going to be sending out all our updates. And I believe it's at Medics on the Mic. There might be a podcast after. I'm not sure. But I'll also put that in our episode bio. And yeah, with that out of the way. So I go to AOS, which for those of you that don't know, is a magnet school in Loudoun. And we have research projects that we're allowed to do, right? So I was just curious if you guys have ever done like independent research projects or any like research work. I also go to AOS. So I've done the sophomore year part of the research projects, but I haven't done any hands-on research yet because I'm not in junior year. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, the hands-on research part is like really fun. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. (laughs) This is like if you don't go to any of those programs, um, while you're not actually going to get like full-on hands-on research, if you take a class like research chem or research bio, like you can see like somewhat what it's like to like find your own topic and learn a little bit more about it. You can make like a poster about what you found and like bio and like research chem, you could carry out like a small experiment. So while it's not full-fledged research, you can at least like see if maybe you'd be interested in doing something more like in-depth later. Yeah, and I know I'm going to talk about this a little later, but there's like another class that I know is offered to Loudoun kids that don't go to the academies where you, it's not like as many like equipment and stuff like that, but it's like you can still do your own research project and you still go to get get to go to RSF and everything. ISR, um, right? Um, yeah, ISR. Yeah, um, I've heard um, in independent science research, which is ISR, they also have like the same kind of process that AOS goes through, just like a little bit faster because they also do like stats at the end of their um project and then like write a paper and stuff oh okay so like 
with us we get we get like a whole like two-year process to do it so then but then they would only get like one year to do everything yeah yeah okay that makes sense um but do you want to share like I'm just curious you want to share your research project like what you're doing okay so um to be the first part of it which is just finding like the main idea it was honestly probably the hardest part just because I had no idea what I was interested in Mm-hmm. and what I wanted to do. Um, my project is using wax worms and their saliva to degrade a polymer, which is useful in like biotechnical aspects of helping with recycling and chemical recycling. Oh, that's interesting. I'm using worms too in my research project. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, what project are you doing? Um, so my project is um, this year I'm doing it on testing hot like high fat diets and high protein diets on the progression of left ventricular hypertrophy in C. elegans and C. elegans are just like flatworms basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and next year I don't think I really like my project that much, but I'm gonna try and go like I'm still trying to use the elegance and still trying to use like nutrition um so I'm like I've just been exploring a few ideas this like over the summer to figure out mm-hmm. okay um okay with that out of the way we're going to actually get into like the interesting part and how you can get your research hours done too let's start with the summer programs yeah so um about summer programs, I have some notes that I want to talk about. So um, a summer program can be many things. Um, like it's literally just a program over the summer, but there's like different ways to do it. So um, an example of one is like a pre-college program. So pre-college programs um, usually take place at colleges and they could be like online or in person. And for like a set amount of time, usually like a week or like two weeks um you get to go to the school and take some courses and learn there and this can like specifically apply to um medicine because a lot of these places um have some sort of like short-term like research course you could do or like a bio course or like an anatomy course um and it's like some psychology courses as well um and some like ones that I've seen so far is like a Stanford one a Georgetown one and there's one at UPenn and Brown um I went to the Brown one and I actually really enjoyed it you can like work with um like we got to work with med students and stuff and like we got to look at cadavers so if you're interested in pre-college programs um I think that's like a great way to go if you want to learn medicine or at least more about research um, from actual professors. There's also summer programs available at like hospitals um, that might lean a little bit more clinical, um, but you can do things at like, for example, Ratty Children's Hospital or the Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Um, so yeah, and you should also look towards some local hospitals as well to see if you can do anything with them. Going back to the college thing, there are like a ton of different colleges that will do stuff like that. And I know MIT, it's not really a summer program and you can still do like an independent research project at the same time. But if you need like extra funding that your school doesn't provide to buy maybe like equipment or stuff like that, um, if MIT, like you can apply to something called like MIT Think. And then um, 
you apply and then if they like your project, they'll like help you through the process of actually doing it and actually like and developing it further. And then they'll give you like, I think a thousand dollars to use on your project. Oh, sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Next we're gonna talk about like school opportunity. Okay, so for school opportunities, it's a little bit hard to do academic and research in school just because there aren't a lot of opportunities. So the main way that I think that schools can help you with this is through clubs. There's a lot of different clubs about medicine, um, just about like academia, about science in general, if that's the field that you're interested in. And if there isn't a club at your school, then it's pretty possible to make one. Um, and it it's really impressive if you make a club and it's also really fun. Like you get to learn a lot yourself and you get to share it with other people too. Um, common clubs that I've seen that correlate are like Red Cross, HOSA, Biomedical, and there's more. And with some of these clubs you have, like they will provide you experiences and opportunities that you can go to and competitions as well sometimes. Okay, this is just a little like, I don't know what the word is, but um, basically, if you guys go to ACM, I have a club, it's called Aspiring Medical Professionals of Latin, Ample, so next year, yeah, and for the past two years, it's been like a little less like involved, so this year, we're trying to like give you, give members like opportunities to get like, to get volunteer hours and stuff like that, so definitely join next year. I've I've seen it, I've been to like two meetings really um, at the beginning yeah they had suturing at their table during the like club rotation it was really cool yeah, yeah yeah we did and then like our first few meetings were a little like hectic but but after that we we got into like we got into like the groove of things mm-hmm. um okay and then next let's talk about research skills yeah, research skills are very important to learn, even if it's just a few, because they're going to be used in high school and even post-high school careers. Research skills are key to investigating and finding scientific information efficiently. An effective basic skill set for researching can include goal setting, which creates a basis for what the research's purpose is. Next is collecting and analyzing data, which is important as it organizes and establishes evidence from the research and even later on can be used for presenting your findings which leads to the next idea of report writing. This is essential in concluding your research from experimentation to analysis. These three skills, these research skills are beneficial, especially in the medical field, as it is common for medical discoveries being developed by biomedical and biotechnical engineers, lab professionals, and even doctors. Having a strong research skill set is important, especially in high school and even in post-high school careers. You know, you never know when you find yourself volunteering somewhere in a lab or something, you might want to use these research skills that you develop now, and then you can use it in the workforce later on. Yeah, definitely with my like independent research project, I've developed skills that like have helped me throughout the year too, because with like your research projects, if you guys have ever done one, you know that you have to document every single day. And if you don't, it can get hard because at the end of the quarter you obviously don't want to lose points so you have to quickly like document everything but it's like hard to remember what you did on each day so um this is definitely like like with that specifically like planning out every or like documenting every single day um and kind of it has allowed me to like reflect on at the end of the day and figure out 
what stuff didn't really go right with my research and what I could have done better for like the next day and how I could like solve problems and like reflecting on different things I've tried and that's kind of helped me throughout like my actual real life because now um I'm more likely whenever I see a problem instead of just giving up I'm more likely to like kind of analyze and try and overcome it and in my head like document my progress and stuff like that yeah I also think like when learning research skills you have to learn a lot of problem solving and critical thinking to make sure that like what you're doing goes right and that can help you later in life as well yeah yeah definitely let's talk about passion projects okay so a passion project is basically a personal project outside of academics that you can pursue based on your interests and passions Typically, people create passion projects for things that they're highly motivated to work on without the expectation of receiving any rewards or recognition for their work. Um, starting your own passion project is important because it gives you the opportunity to explore your interests and gain valuable experience in the medical field or really any field that you're interested in. These projects help people develop a sense of purpose and direction in their lives and can lead to personal growth, skill development, and increased motivation. Some passion projects related to medicine include conducting research on a medical topic, creating a presentation on a health issue, starting a new club, and volunteering. However, the opportunities are pretty much endless. Um, and then I'm just curious again, do you guys have like, an, so obviously like a podcast is a big passion project, but other than that, other than the like podcast, do you guys have other passion projects you are working on? I don't. Yet I might in the future like make another one, but as of right now, it's just um metamy and then like research at school. But that's not a passion project. Yeah. Um I didn't have a lot um my rising junior or like in the beginning of summer, like my re- rising junior year, and then after I was like, oh god, I have to like I have to start getting my act together. And then um so the people like if you've been on my podcast you know that I am kind of like my whole passion is like nutrition so I've just been like um working on um kind of helping and bringing like nutrition to our community so I have like a few on that okay so next I'll just talk about AOS and AT so I kind of talked about this in the beginning um and so AOS and AET, so AOS is the Academies of Science, AET is the Academies of Engineering and Technology. Um, it is part of a program or part of a school called the Academies of Loudoun. And you can, in, you can apply to these two programs in the beginning, or I think it's the middle of eighth grade is when you apply. And then you basically take a test um, you go through the first round and then you take another test, you get through the second round. That's how it was when I was taking it. I'm not sure if they changed it because I, I know they changed up um, the testing procedure um, in recent years. But and then after they choose the top 120 people in AOS to be in like they choose the, the 120 people to be in AOS and 150 people in AT and um yeah, and then so people can like choose which one they want to be in, and then like it it just goes on like that. Um, and so as part of 
So they're at the academies of Loudoun, there are other programs called like MATA and Advanced AET, but you don't really get research opportunities unless you do AOS or you do AET, either the IT or um, engineering pathway. Um, even if you do the entrepreneurship pathway, you don't get research opportunities, but they do give you a lot of resources to create your own business, which if you're doing like entrepreneurship, that's probably what you want to do. Um, so I'm just going to talk about the whole research process at AOS and AET. Um, and yeah, so sophomore year is when you start developing your research project. So, um, or well, this is how it is in AOS. So in AET, it's I think it's just everything but starting junior year, and then you only have one year of research. But sophomore year for AOS, junior year for AET, um, you start preparing your research topic, you find an idea that you like, you start creating a method, right? So what I did was, and this isn't just like an AOS thing, if you want, if anyone wanted to create an independent research project, this is probably the best way to go about it. But what I did is, well, I'm not going to say the best, but like a, a way to go about it. But what I did is I had a certain topic in mind that I was interested in. So for me, it was nutrition and then cardiovascular health. And I looked at current research relating to, I think I just looked at it relating to cardiovascular health and I came upon the research that, like a research project testing, um, I think it was low proteins and low fats instead of high proteins and high fats. And like on, on um, heart failure instead of left ventricular hypertrophy using rats instead of C. elegans. And then, so obviously like when you find your base research that you wanna base your like entire like independent research project on, then you um, you can start figuring out how you're gonna expand on your research project. Um, and so once you kind of have a basic idea of what you want to do to expand, you meet with teachers and they'll help you think of the logistics. They'll think you help you think of your independent variable, your dependent variable methods, model, all of that stuff. And if along the way they find out that it's not feasible, they'll work with you to try and find a, an alternative that is. And like once all their all your ideas are like tired out and you still can't find an alternative, they'll help you, um, they'll take you back to the beginning and help you formulate a new um, research project. Um, and so this way you kind of figure out that, oh yeah, my project isn't gonna work early on before you actually start your research. Um, so by the throughout the entire process, you go through four different teachers. And at the end of the process, you have like a fully developed research. And so after you have your research, you have your method, you you have like all the information that you need, right? So you can, so at the end, you write a proposal and feasibility. Um, and for those of you that don't know, a proposal and feasibility is, is basically a paper just writing the cost, the total cost that your project is going to be and why it's doable. And then you write a background paper and I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory, just like background info. Um, and so I'm not sure if this is exactly how it works in AET, but I do know they follow a similar process. Um, and then your junior and senior years is when you actually start your research. So, um, 
so your junior and senior year, you get assigned a research mentor for both years based on your project. So in my project, I was using a Western blot. So I got assigned to the research mentor that had expertise in the Western blot because that was the hardest part of my project. Um, so, and funny thing, the Western blot didn't even end up working. So like, but I still really like my teacher. I'm really grateful I got her. But the first quarter, um, so I'm kind of going to break this process down into quarters because that's just the best way for that I thought of explaining it. But so the first quarter, you get assigned like your like creating your experimental design and ordering materials and just logistics like that. Um, and then your last quarter, you get assigned to write a final paper and all quarters in between and first and last quarter, you have article assignments which are just finding articles relating to your project so that you can learn more and maybe come across information you didn't already know, um, timelines to keep you on track and stuff like that. So basically like throughout this process, they're really helping you out, like all the assignments that they do, they're helping you like make sure your idea is fully developed, you're on track to completing it by the end of the year and um, everything. So it's like really nice because it's like, um, they're like helping you throughout everything. But like, just because they're kind of walking you through the steps, you can't take that for granted and just like, let them do everything, like let them do everything for you because that's not how it's gonna work. They're just gonna give you the resources and then you have to put in the work to do, to actually complete your project. So I, um, yeah, so, um, cause obviously there are deadlines you have to meet, but if you're gonna, if you're gonna wait till the last minute to do it, you're not gonna really get anything done because research isn't something you can do last minute. Um, and senior year, it's basically, oh, see, sorry. So your junior year, you won't really be able to start your project until second quarter. I couldn't start mine until third quarter because at my worms that I ordered, they came in really late. And then after like something went wrong, so I had to order new worms. So I couldn't fully start my research until third quarter. And, but seniors, you can usually start, um, it's like more fast paced because you already know the process. So your deadlines are like sooner. Um, and that makes it easier for opportunities like RSF, which I'll talk la about later. Um, so that's kind of like the whole research process at AOS and AET. Um, so next I'll talk about like the special opportunities that you get just at AOS and AETs. Um, so the first one is research partnerships, and this is only an AOS thing. Um, AOS has opportunities to do international research projects where you collaborate with their partner schools in Korea and Singapore. So usually um, they would like they would come here one day, you would go there one day, or so you so the Koreans would come Koreans and Singaporeans would come here, you would go to Korea and Singapore um, during summer. So it was supposed to be during like this time but um because of covid for the past few years this hasn't really been happening um but next year hopefully it'll work out because i know they were thinking about going but it just didn't work out um so next year if you guys are a rising junior which i know shrija you are um you might be able to you might be able to go if you get in yeah they brought it back it's okay. now i think 10 days we go there and then a week they come here oh my god that's so cool did you guys get results back yet or no I'm waiting it's I think end of July 
Oh, okay, okay. Last year they gave it to us really late. They gave it to us in the beginning of the year instead of like like throughout the like instead of during the summer. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then just to like to apply for these pro or these programs, all you have to do is submit your background paper. Well, I I I, okay, so I know there was a two-part thing. I kind of forgot the process because it was so long ago. I know that the only like extra material that you need are your background papers and proposal and feasibility. And those are assignments you have to do for your class anyway, so you already have them prepared. Um, so you just submit them and then, yeah, and then you're eligible for, for this research program. And these programs are, so, these research collaborations are based on your independent research project idea. So how much they like it. And then there's also like a partner that'll go and work with um, the person whose project is chosen. So that's based on like your, like how your teachers recommend you if they say you're a good collaborator and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so for this, you have, for like this program you have to make sure that your teachers are like good with you like especially your science teachers sophomore year and then and then like like if your research project is interesting to them which is like obviously like different for everyone right um that's the other way that you could get chosen um and recently they've been doing a germany partnership that's open to all students and for this one it's just like like when you would do like summer programs it's just like an application that you is open to everyone um and this you apply to in the beginning of the year I think ours were due in November and this isn't pertaining to your independent research project so if you think your independent research project isn't that great you can still get into a, a um, program like the Germany partnership and I know Germ like the Germany partnership they came in in like December I think and then um, the people who were doing the partnership, they went over in like July or end of June, beginning of June. I don't know, something like that. Um, so then the next opportunity is RCEF. And um, RCEF, if you don't know, is regional science. I think it's like regional science, some, like some sort of fair. And um, usually like all schools give all of their students an opportunity to go but unfortunately with AOS and AET it's like it's not just like one class that is the independent science research class it's like the entire program and obviously they can't send like 270 people to um, RSF so um, instead they will like by I think first semester if you have good data if your teacher really likes your project then they'll nominate you to go to RSF. And I think each teacher gets like a couple of students that they can send. Um, so yeah, it's all about like how much your research mentor likes your idea, how much she thinks that she can get through everything. And then um, at RSF, because AOS and AET, we have like a lot of like a cool equipment and more advanced equipment. Usually like AOS and AET students are the ones winning awards. So definitely apply if you're think if research is a big part of what you want to do because um it'll definitely like it'll definitely help and help you get awards and stuff like that. So I know obviously not everyone can wants to apply to a program like AOS or AET. So there are other ways to get this re this independent research in. So like we mentioned before, um, it's called, there's a class at 
at, at least like Loudoun schools. And I know like Fairfax schools, I think they have something similar which is called independent science research. And so um, it's basically like a block that you take and you do research and stuff like that. So it's um, that's available to you guys. And then also if you don't, if you still don't have like space in your schedule for ISR or something, you can do, do a program. Uh, you can do programs that offer mentorships. So I know one specifically is called Indigo Research and that it was formerly formerly called Crimson Research Institute. And I think what they do, I'm not 100% sure, is that they pair you with a PhD researcher and um, yeah, and then you go from there and you create an independent research project and they help you with it. Um, but yeah, that's all we had planned for you guys. Okay, um, so with that out of the way, just another reminder, just make sure you subscribe to our podcast on all platforms or follow our po podcast on all platforms. And, um, and so also make sure if you, so this was all about research and then kind of like extracurriculars and, and school related activities that you can do. But if you want to learn more about what you can do more outside of school and more inside the clinic, make sure you go check out MedMe's um, part of the episode or part of our little collab. And um, I'll link their episode in my bio or in our bio. And yeah, so with that out of the way, medics off the mic. <laughs>